So every time I get up here, I am awed by the awesome responsibility of sharing God's word with you. But today is no different. Today we get to talk about joy. Now, I don't know about you guys, but joy is something that for me has always been baffling. I get happiness. I get excited. But true joy, I felt it. and I know I have. But sometimes finding that joy can be elusive. Sometimes finding that joy can be hard to put your thumb on. Exactly how do we find joy? Hmm. Well, I thought what might help us today is I have 22 pages front and back with verses about joy on it. And I thought that would really, really help you guys find joy today. But then again, I thought maybe that might not be the best way to go about finding joy. Joy. What does it mean to find joy? There's three things I want us to learn about this morning. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord changes our grief to joy. And the joy of the Lord makes our joy complete. Hmm. The joy of the Lord makes our joy complete. I want to read from you from Isaiah 35, verses 1 through 10. And it says this. The desert, the desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the land, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong. Do not fear, your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be open and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness, the streams in the desert, the burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs, in the haunts where jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. And then a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. The unclean will not journey on it. It will be for those who walk in that way. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there, nor will any ferocious beast get up on it. They will not be found there, but only the redeemed will walk there. And the ransom of the Lord will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. Joy. When I think about the word joy and all the things that happen, I think about um, the Christmas Carol movies. I think about one in particular with um, the name I just dropped with the guy. He comes back and he, and he, and he walks around and, he, and he's so amazed by everything that it's still the same as when he left. But his outlook changed. His entire outlook changed. You look at Scrooge, right? Everybody says you don't want to be a Scrooge at Christmas, right? But in the end, Scrooge finds joy. That's what I want to, what I want to talk about this morning. How do you find that joy? That joy so that whenever you see other people, they see something different about you. Where is she? We talked about it in our Sunday school class this morning about how sometimes, sometimes, you don't even have to say anything. People can just tell you, there you are. People can just tell your demeanor, and they can tell that something about you is different. Something about you has changed. And finding the joy of the Lord is something that will change you forever. Mm. Psalms 126, 5 through 6 says, Those who sow in tears will reap songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. Hmm. 
When I think about all the things that we do at Christmas time in the Salvation Army, we are very busy. And it can get sometimes to be where it feels like a heavy burden is on you because you have angle tree and kettles and all of those things. Now, you out there probably have things as well, sort of like Christmas shopping and, and finding the right gift for people or maybe figuring out how you're going to be able to talk to your sibling that you haven't talked to in five years. All those things can be weighing on us and it can sap the joy that's supposed to be in this season, right? Everything about the season screams joy. So let's look at what we mean by joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength, right? So how do we find our strength in God's joy? Psalms 28, 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy, and I will give thanks for him in song. Nehemiah 8.10 says, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is sacred to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So how do we find that joy? How do we find that strength for ourselves? Where do we find that? Well, We find it in celebrating and worshiping Christ. We find it in having that relationship with the one that gives us life. But where do we go to find it? Is it coming to church every Sunday? Is it going out and sharing the word with other people? Do you have to go stand on a street corner with a sign? I think we talked about that in Sunday school too. How do you find that joy that comes from the Lord? Where do you find it at? And the truth of the matter is, is God speaks to each and every single person differently. Where you find the joy of the Lord may not be where I find the joy of the Lord. And that's okay. It's okay. We all are not the same. Even if you look in the scriptures, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, God has them all right from their own perspective. He breathed it on them, but each of them had their own way of describing it. Why? Because he knew not everybody is the same. He knows that not everybody hears things the same, understands or comprehends things in the same way. So in order for us to find that joy, we have to look into God's word and we have to begin to accept it, right? We have to begin to pour it into our own hearts and our own lives what God is saying. John 16, 24 says this, Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. That's the simplest answer I could give you. Ask and you will receive it. Ask for the joy of the Lord in your heart and your life and you will receive it. It's, it seems like we try to complicate everything these days. We try to go out and make it as hard as possible. Well, in order for me to find joy, I have to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know, just going down the alphabet and list of things that we have to do. But the truth of the matter is, all you have to do is ask. I don't know why we try to complicate things today. I don't know why we have to get bigger and better and, and better things, you know? Rolling out, well, my TV's too small. I need a 75-inch. No, I need a 125-inch. No, I need a TV that spans the entire wall. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, is the things that we pour so much time and effort into are usually the things that we need the least. Yes. And the things that we desperately need are the things that we try to avoid. Like we do uh, having a reunion with a family member. Sharing with somebody else that doesn't have anything. Going and dealing with difficult emotions when we lose a loved one. Helping somebody who has been in the midst of depression find that joy. See, the joy of the Lord changes our grief into joy. 
He turns our mourning into dancing, it says. Psalms 137, 6 says, May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you, if I do not consider Jerusalem my highest joy. Psalms 137, 3, For there our captors ask for our songs, our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. And Psalms 132.16 says, I will clothe her priests with salvation, and her saints will sing for joy. Her saints will ever sing for joy. Hmm. I go back and I think about all the different scriptures. As I was reading through, I went and I printed out every scripture that talks about joy. Everyone, and I went front to back, front to back. And I, I was considering reading quite a few of them, but then God spoke to me and he's like, that's not necessary. <laughs> you don't want to put people to sleep. Not that, Chris, not that scripture is bad or, or tiring, but sometimes too much of anything can be distracting from the purpose. Sometimes God just wants us to listen and to hear him. God just wants us to understand uh, even in the midst of our grief, even in the midst of our hardships, this time of year rem reminds us, so many of us of those that we've lost, those who are not here to share it with us. And that grief can be overwhelming. It can be all-consuming. Sometimes we get so overwhelmed with grief that we forget that there's other things. Isaiah 12, 3 says, With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Isaiah 12, 6 says, Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel amongst you. Hmm. Going back to Psalms. Psalms 119, 111 says, Your statues are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. Going back through as I read and read and read and as I studied and I looked over all these verses. There's one thing that keeps repeating over and over and over again. One overwhelming theme. It says, sing or shout for joy. When was the last time you sung or shouted for joy? Now, I don't know about you, but... I don't find much reason to sing and shout outside of singing in the band or playing instruments. But when we're outside, if you walk around shouting all the time, people are going to think they're nuts. <laughs> if you jump up and down, which I can't do, but if you jump up and down and, and, and you're super excited about everything, people are going to be like, what is wrong with you? Sometimes in our lives, we need to get excited about what God has for us. Sometimes in our lives, we need to let that joy come out. Does that mean we're supposed to be happy-go-lucky all the time and tell nobody about what's going on with us? No. But it also means that we're not supposed to wallow and lay in that. we got to allow God's joy to come forward. The gift that he gave us was so amazing. The shepherds were so amazed that they ran around banging on doors, telling everybody about Jesus. And let me tell you how great that was because shepherds were considered not clean. So shepherds kept their distance. They, they hung out with themselves. So for a shepherd to go running through town, knocking on doors, telling everybody, that was so special. You see, when God's joy is inside of you, 
he changes us. That grief is no longer there because he changes us and he brings us and he fills us with that joy that comes from beyond anything we can understand, the joy that is so overflowing we can't seem to contain it. That's the kind of joy that I'm talking about this morning. How do you find that joy? How do you allow that joy to come in? You simply ask him. And when he does, you allow him to change you with it. You see, God is not a God who's going to come in and force you and make you to do things. But when you allow him in, when you ask him in, oh my, he will do amazing things in and through you. You will see things differently. You will see things more clearly than you've ever seen them before. And that joy will be overflowing. And so much so that his joy will make our joy complete. What does it mean that the Lord will make our joy complete? It means that we will no longer be trapped. Those pains and those sorrows are no longer going to keep us down. Will we ever face difficult situations? Yes. Jesus even tells us, you will face even more things because of your belief in me. He didn't say, okay, from here on out, smooth sailing, see you later. <laughs> no, he said it's going to even get rougher for you. But, but, if we allow him to come in, his joy will overflow to the point that we will be made complete in him. We're not going to be empty anymore. I don't know about you, but I don't like that feeling of emptiness. You know that comes when everything seems to go wrong. We have that really, really bad day, week, month, year, you know, however long it is for you. When you have that time where everything seems to just fall short, and you have that gut emptiness. We talked about a little bit about that in Sunday school as well today, about how everything sometimes can make you feel like you don't have anything. But when you open up the door, when you ask him, God will fill you. He will fill you to the point of full and overflowing. He will make your joy complete, meaning that you won't have need of other things. You won't have need of other substances or other ways of trying to find that joy. You see, the world keeps trying to replicate it for us, right? Go skydiving. You'll feel exuberant. You'll feel great. You'll feel so joyful. Try this. Drink this. Do this. Work out like this. Make your body like this. And you'll find joy. Read this book. This book will tell you all about being the best you possible. I keep thinking about all the different things. All the different things that this world tries to tell us. Tries to cram down our throat and tell us that we need, that we should, that we have to have in order to be happy. There's an old saying that says, keeping up with the Jones, right? There's even a song about it. When I think about how we are so into keeping ourselves and our appearances up that sometimes we fail sometimes we fail to realize that we are missing the whole point we are missing the whole picture i think about isaiah chapter 9 which talks about how jesus was coming to the earth it tells us all about how he's going to be bored and how he's going to make us into something completely different, completely new. In fact, we make it a completely new creation. He says the old has come, has gone, and the new has come. And with that newness comes a whole new feeling, a whole new spirit inside of us. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive 
her king. We just sang a song about how God's joy has come to the earth. And yet sometimes when we look around us, all we see is pain and agony, frustration and failure. But the truth of the matter is, I fail every day. Every day I fail. But I know I have a God who loves me. No matter how many times I fall, no matter how many times I fail, he's going to pick me back up. He's going to dust me off and he's going to set me back on the path that he has for me. It's never going to be easy. It's never going to be 100% I know the way and I know what I'm doing. Because a lot of times, you know, I don't. <laughs> a lot of times I don't know what's going on. And God's like, it's okay. I have a plan for you. Just keep walking. <laughs> Just keep going. I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for you. I'm going to fill you with my spirit. I'm going to fill you with my joy. I'm going to show you the path that I have for you to walk. And in those moments when you get beat up, broken, when you seem to be falling apart, I'm going to be there with you. I'm going to be there with you the whole way. I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. So this morning, the joy of the Lord is our strength. It changes our grief to joy. And he makes our joy complete. Hmm. I don't know about you. But during the Christmas season, sometimes it can get overwhelming. Sometimes you can feel like you got hit by a Mack truck. But the truth of the matter is, is God is there. And he wants to fill you with his joy. He wants to fill you to completeness. My only question this morning is, are you willing to ask him for it? That's all it is. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door will be open unto you. So if you want to be filled with this joy to completeness, all you have to do is ask. All you have to do is ask. And he will fill you to completeness. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So maybe you're feeling a little weak this morning. Maybe your joy just isn't quite where, it, where you want it to be. Maybe you need to be filled up. Maybe you're feeling empty, lost, or hurting. God will fill you. He will give you that joy. And your life experiences will change. I love our adult Sunday school class today because you hit on all the points that I was going to hit on today. And I was like, I don't even need to preach now. She's already said everything I was going to say this morning. Joy comes from the everlasting, eternal fountain that is God. And the only thing we have to do is ask him. So this morning, as the music plays, I'm going to invite you to come. And if maybe you've been suffering or struggling or going through something that you just can't quite get past, allow God to fill you with his spirit and with his joy this morning. Because I promise you, he will never leave you nor forsake you. He will not leave you where you're at. All you have to do is ask him. So come and ask him this morning.
Heavenly Father, we are so grateful this morning to be in your house. Lord, we are so grateful to have the opportunity to share with each other that joy that comes from you. Lord, the joy that is our strength that unites us as we grow closer to you, Lord, help us to show that joy to those who are hurting and lost in this world. Lord, this is a time where both fear and doubt and all these other things can creep in. But Lord, this is also a time of joy, a time of celebrating the birth of your son. And because of those things, we have joy. Because of your grace and your mercy, we have joy this morning. And that joy is complete in you. And so, Lord, this morning we ask for that joy to fall upon us in a mighty way. That we hear your voice. That we see your spirit and we move in the path that you've called us to move. Lord, watch over us today. Keep us strong in you. Turn our grief into joy. We praise you this morning. We praise you with our lips. We ask that you would just open our hearts and our minds so that we can feel your presence in a mighty way. Be, be with us and watch over us. We say this in the matchless name of your son, Jesus. Amen. hear the rain and we're inside where it's nice and warm and we're dry. I was thinking as Joe was telling us about joy, <clears throat> wise men came from the east and they asked the king, Where, where's the king who was born? He didn't know. The priest looked up and said, well the scripture says that he'll be born in Bethlehem and when you find him come back and tell us. <laughs> But when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. I tell you this morning, when you see the bright and morning star, that's Jesus. They sought Jesus. The shepherds didn't come to see the stable or the manger or the innkeeper. They didn't even come to see Mary and Joseph. They came to see Jesus. I hope you have come to see Jesus and you find him. You find him in worshiping him. That's how we show him we love him. Let's pray. Father, make us wise. Help us to find you, to look to you, the bright and morning star. You who bring comfort and peace the government will be on your shoulders. Lord, we look for the day when you rule and reign in every heart and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord of all. Help us to worship you, Lord, not as a baby, but as King of kings and Lord of lords, sitting at the right hand of, of God, but even more so reigning in our hearts and minds. Bless each one here, Lord. May we go forth in your power and in your joy. Help us, Lord, to express that joy to everyone we meet. In Jesus' name, amen.